Welcome to this podcast of sermons at CUNY United Methodist Church. Typically, we only have one reading, and today we're going to have two readings, the story from Exodus of Moses going up the mountain and the story from the gospel of Jesus going up the mountain. So we start with Moses. A reading from the book of Exodus, the 24th chapter. The Lord said to Moses, come up uh, on the mountain and stay here for a while. I will give you the two flat stones on which I have written the laws that my people must obey. Moses and uh, Joshua, his assistant, got ready. Then Moses started up the mountain to meet with God. Moses had told the leaders, wait here until after we come back. Aaron and her will be with you and they can settle any arguments while we are away. When Moses went up on Mount Sinai, the cloud covered it, and the bright glory of the Lord came down and stayed there. The cloud covered the mountain for six days, and on the seventh day, the Lord told Moses to come into the cloud. Moses did so and stayed there forty days and nights. To the people, the Lord's glory looked like a blazing fire on top of the mountain. These words from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the second chapter. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the brothers, James and John, with him. They went up on a very high mountain where they could be alone. There, in front of the disciples, Jesus was completely changed. His face was shining like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. All at once, Moses and Elijah were there talking with Jesus. So Peter said to him, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While Peter was still speaking, the shadow of a bright cloud passed over them. From the cloud, a voice said, This is my own dear son, and I am pleased with him. Listen to what he says. When the disciples heard the voice, they were so afraid that they fell flat on the ground. But Jesus came over and touched them. He said, get up and don't be afraid. When they opened their eyes, they saw only Jesus. On their way down from the mountain, Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone what they had seen until after the Son of Man had been raised from death. May we be blessed in the hearing of these words. So today is the last Sunday before Lent. Lent is that 40-day preparation for Easter that we go through. Easter, of course, is the annual anniversary of the resurrection. Sunday is the weekly anniversary of the resurrection, so we celebrate that every week. But Easter, we annually celebrate the resurrection every Easter for 50 days. It's a big party. So we spend 40 days getting ready. And every time that we encounter the grandeur of God, how big God is, our lives change. The resurrection was that way, when God conquered death. And on this last Sunday before Lent, we heard the gospel foreshadowing the resurrection, the grandeur of God. We call it the transfiguration when Jesus was changed, when the disciples 
encounter just how big God is and that Jesus is God. And their lives changed. The transfiguration echoes that earlier time when Moses went up the mountain, encountered how big God was, because God had delivered them from slavery. God had, had taken them into the desert, and God would give them those Ten Commandments, that good way of living, and their lives would change forever. They would move from former slaves to now the people chosen by God, the people of God, whose lifestyles now would show that God mattered and that every person mattered. Every time God is seen, lives change. Everything changes. Jesus had, was recognized as a good teacher, as a great healer, but up on that mountain we saw that Jesus is God. The truth is things are always changing. Nothing in life stays the same forever. The seasons are an annual reminder. A month ago it was quiet and today our, our land is filled with noisy birds as they come back. Every spring tulips bloom again, but every spring they bloom differently. Life is always changing. This church has changed a lot over the years. The pandemic has changed life for all of us. But change is not new. This church has been changing from the very beginning. Up on Mount Sinai, Moses went up to God, and God formed them into a people, into God's chosen people. Now that was an amazing, good change. At the transfiguration, Jesus was revealed as the incarnation of God, as God in the flesh, and it formed them into disciples. It formed them into the, the beginnings of the church. And that was an amazing, good change. The transfiguration revealed something beautiful and wonderful that was there right then, right there. And it was a dream for the future. There is something beautiful and wonderful in this church right now. I love, I love that new people are welcomed so well that quickly they feel like they've been here for a long time. I love how invested we are in caring for our community and that we love hanging out together. I love that a year and a half ago when we had to choose how we would worship in the middle of a pandemic, we chose to be together and we worshiped outside. I love the growing energy that I see and this enthusiasm for God's mission. And I dream of where God could be taking us. I dream, I dream of a church that people love coming to. That Sundays are the high points of the week because 
Because when folks come here, they experience God. They experience God in the word, in the meal that we share, in the community. And they can feel God moving in their lives. That people come here and they are changed. They are challenged in their discipleship journey, challenged to take that next step. That here people are seen and supported. Here people use their spiritual gifts that folks belong and they disciple each other. I dream that decades from now, our children, our grandchildren, love coming to this church. I dream of a church that is a discipleship training ground, that we apprentice one another in this Christian living, that we experiment and explore the different ways that God is calling us to transformation and us to transform our community, that we support one another on our discipleship journeys, that we, that we untangle faithful discipleship from the Christian culture that is in our past, and that we see ourselves not as like-minded, but as like-following, that all of us are following Christ together and growing in faith. I dream of a church where we come to be changed, to be transformed, that each of us welcomes God's transformation, and that we expect change, change that leads to holiness, that leads to sanctity. I dream of a church making disciples, that we are so faithful, that we have been so transformed ourselves that others are compelled by what they see, that we are so full of joy with what we found that we invite others to find it too and then welcome them as gifts from God and disciple them well. I dream of a church that is a safe place for our young people to explore who they are, that our children and our teens feel so safe, so accepted, that they can ask hard questions, that they can be unsure about their faith, that they can be unsure about who they are, and that, that this community calls out the best in them and accepts them fully for who they are. When I was a teenager, teens in my time, did a lot of exploring about who they were. Would they be straight-laced or would they be flamboyant? Would you, know, would you be a girly girl or would you be a tomboy? Would you follow those kind of you know, gender roles or would you, you know, buck the system and do something different? Teens today still explore, explore who they are. And for many that means exploring their gender identity, and their orientation. I dream of a church where young people can fully explore who they are and are loved and welcomed no matter where they land. I dream of a church where those who have been hurt by church will feel safe. 
where those who have experienced real pain and trauma, that they can come here, that this community will be that healing balm that soothes their wounds, that they can be seen and nurtured so well that this community becomes safe, faithful, life-giving. I dream of a church with robust small group ministry where every person is part of a small group that meets regularly, praying together, eating together, serving together, where people get to know each other so well that that deep trust develops, that trust where real personal transformation happens. I dream of a church where those small groups are the first to respond when there is need. When a person loses their job or has a new cancer diagnosis or, or health failing, that is a small group that jumps in, listens to them, cares for them, nurtures them, drives them when they need driven, goes grocery shopping for them. I dream of a church that is always discerning. That is always assuming that God has more to the story. And that discernment becomes the one constant in this life of change. I dream of a church that evangelizes well, that shares the good news, that this is rich soil where people can come and first hear that call of God in their lives and then in this rich soil grow in discipleship. I dream of a church where new people, people new to faith, are discipled well, and where those who have enjoyed decades of discipleship are cherished. I dream of a church that is growing. This church has ebbed and flowed over the years. Today we are about 50 on a Sunday. In the past we've been 100, 120. I dream of a church where 100 gather on a Sunday. And then we keep growing. 200, 300, 400. I dream of a church where we have spread the good news so well that adult baptisms are regular. They say that adult baptisms are a mark of a faithful and discipling community, and this Easter we get to celebrate two adult baptisms of those in our midst. I dream of a church where young, the people, young people who grow up in this church have caught the faith and are become active members into their 20s and beyond. I dream of a church that gives well, where giving is a joy-filled part of life, where people's trust in God, trust in God, and connection to this church have grown to where a 10% tithe feels like a wonderful part of belonging and where ministry decisions are never limited by funding. And in fact, where that second mile giving, where 10% is given to the church 
an additional is given to charity and justice work, and that that becomes just a life-giving, joyful part of life. I dream of a church part of this united Methodist connection that is, is regarded in our district, in our conference, in our jurisdiction, as a wonderful living out of Christian Methodism, as an example of Christian community done well in the United Methodist Church. I dream of a church where cake happens regularly, <laughs> where our dinner service events, where we barbecue and have cake and we eat together and we serve our community, that that just becomes an essential rhythm in our lives. I dream of a church where Bible study is part of every person's life, where we spend time with scripture, allowing ourselves to be transformed by the biblical story, and that faith is the starting point of every endeavor. I dream of a church where that faith leads us to faithful charity and justice work, where we feed the hungry and we change the system that leaves people hungry, where we are actively engaged in our local communities, in our schools, and that we are actively engaged in, lar in the larger world, always with a deep commitment to the common good. This church that I dream of, I already see right here, right now. And I love being part of it. And I dream of what could be. We are a people of dreams. A people who have seen the transfiguration of Jesus and who dream of God's transformation of us. Would you pray with me? Lord God, you give us dreams that only you can bring about, and yet you invite us to your good work. Lord, we ask for your transformation. We ask that you transfigure yourselves in front of our eyes so that we see your grandeur, and that in the seeing that you transform us. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is preached almost always by our pastor, Reverend Mia Crosswaite. CUNA United Methodist Church is a community on a mission to make disciples for the transformation of the world. To support this podcast and the missional priorities of this church, Go to cunaumc.org and click on Give. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you things.